Hello and welcome to episode 199 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa and I'm joined as always by Matthew Figuera. We've done a, a 15 minute pre-show before. <laughs> <laughs> a 15 minute uh, pre-show which is half and half helping good friend Miklos on his journey in Bloodborne. Just, just typing, typing messages and... Discussing how we both want to replay Bloodborne now. Basically it's just uh, discussing Bloodborne again for 15 <laughs> minutes before starting this podcast again. Yeah, if you, if you uh, become a subscriber on our Patreon, you'll get early access to this pre-shamble. Pre, pre we should probably just like wrap it up and like put it out there. <laughs> just put as, uh, I mean, I don't know, we spoke some rubbish in between. Was it all Bloodborne? Mm. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure for two minutes you left me alone here and went to get like a biscuit. A biscuit. So that is open. premium content. Exactly. I've ever heard it. You, can, you can get that camera. good <laughs> Matty ASMR eating a biscuit. Watch me spilling crumbs all over my desk. <laughs> looking upset at myself. Lupin like eating from your beard. like <laughs> Lack of beard. Sure, Bloodborne. Man. What a game. Yeah. What a game. I feel Welcome. like... Uh, just discussing like it back makes, in me wanna, makes me want to replay it again. That game is three years away from being a decade old. That is fucking insane. I hope um, From do the the Naughty Dog thing and uh, remake it just for us. Jesus, I would, Let's go. would be happy. <laughs> would gladly pay $70 for yeah, that but, remake. But we were Wouldn't saying, even think about it. So Mick, Mick is playing uh, Bloodborne, having finished Elden Ring and loved Elden Ring. Of course, Sandy now being the the good addicts we are, need to move him on to his next, you know, dopamine hits of pain and enjoyment. So we recommend Bloodborne. But this morning you told us like, yeah, it's the first three hours have been a bit rough. And then it dawned on me, I was like, damn, you're playing this after Elden Ring. It's gonna look it's gonna look so rough. Super, super, mm-hmm. super rough. I played I replayed Bloodborne after playing Demon Souls when the PS5 launched. And have you seen Demon Souls in the PS5? Oh, it's beautiful. pretty AF. Pretty cut cut back to 30 FPS, <laughs> bad looking PS4 game. But you know what? After a while, you eventually you get used to it. It's just at the yeah, that, you stark, that stark contrast in issues. Like, oof, this game's And the ugly. thing that's timeless in Bloodborne is its art style. It's just yeah. got such a great, distinct look. But yeah, and like resolution and detail wise, <laughs> it's a real. It, oh man, it fucking deserves a remake, a remake. of some on, sort. Man. Yeah. Even even if they don't, you know, this is like I like taking scraps. Essentially, I will take it just if it has an increased frame rate, like just so it feels a bit better. But I wonder. Um, <clears throat> I think so. My understanding, and one of the reasons they haven't done that, is because the combat and everything is tuned to the thirty FPS. Um, where... Some of it, yeah. I think the there's that modder Lance McDonald, who's he's released Had like unofficial patches. Uh, um, <laughs> had a farm god um <laughs> he's released unofficial patches for you know ps4s that will run unsigned mm. software that unlock the frame rate to 60 and like turn back certain things so it stays at a 60 and mm. he's managed to get it working so it's not impossible no i don't, um, I don't think it's impossible but uh i think from i mean from from has always had issues performance wise like even Elden ring is performance yeah. issues um 
and they mostly smoothed up by like your like variable refresh rate displays nowadays. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. Maybe it'll come to PC. Who knows? Whether it's been rumored for fucking actual years now. So maybe no, one day. Everything it else is be beautiful. To PC. It would be beautiful to come to PC. But it would be even more beautiful to just come to PS5. Like just oh, as yeah. or 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 have like that FPS enhanced thing unlocked for PS5. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah, that'd be great. Are you are you Sorry. searching for a Lupin cat? Lupin is <laughs> driving me mad. He's just running around scratching the couch. I've got him now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, On help me. And then you're like, On I'm trying to you help go. you. And then it's he runs away. 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 He's like, help me again. <laughs> Just in a hyper mood. I don't know what the heck. It was an Arctic Bloodborne talk. <laughs> now he's like, now he's like, okay, I'm gonna go sleep on your lap right yeah, now. Yeah, he's just gonna nap. He's purring. <laughs> <laughs> Cats, man. Have you watched that cat documentary on Netflix yet? I haven't Ron yet, Noel's but I know um, Noel was was it Noel or Tracy Noel. telling us about it? Uh, probably yeah. both. Yeah. Um, did you did you end up giving it a no, look? I haven't watched it yet, but I can't wait. So yeah, I, I do want to yeah. understand the feline that is this cat. As far as I know, there's still no like scientific explanation <laughs> for why cats purr. I yeah, I don't know. I think, or like like what causes? I don't know. There's something to do with purring that's still a mystery, as far as I understand. Unless it's like very outdated information. So, who's your source? You, my kittens. They don't know. They're like, <laughs> why do you don't purr? take this as a sign of love? Excuse it's me. Just, we don't yeah, understand just, why we're doing it either. It's a sign of dominance, if we're being honest. I think my favorite nuggets, so I haven't watched it yet, but I think it was Noel saying at the office this week that think of dogs, how we've really domesticated them. Like mm. from wild wolves to little toy dogs you can put in your purse, if that's the mm-hmm. sort of dog you want, you know? Whereas cats have just been the same dickheads for thousands of years. <laughs> like Straight up. Nothing's changed. They, they, they're basically in the same form. And yeah. So I always thought that um I always thought that uh cats were domesticated before dogs, but apparently it's the other way around. Because like when you think about it, ancient Egyptians had domesticated cats, like they're on their hieroglyphics and everything like that. But I watched uh also on Netflix, it was one of those episodes of Explained, and they were like dogs are the oldest known domesticated animals oh, for humans. So I was a bit I was also surprised to hear that the, the reason dogs look so different from wolves, like why does a pug not look like a fierce apex predator in the wild? It's like over generations, their dopamine levels in their bodies actually changed as they've been domesticated. And then when you breed other dogs with higher dopamine levels, um, as opposed to actual wolves, it starts actually affect- affecting their physical features, which is why they look very different to wolves. Oh. Yeah, well, very there interesting. There you go. Explained here on Checkpoint Chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm giving you the cliff notes so, so you don't have to watch Netflix. So video. So they can just can, cancel your favorite show. <laughs> so video viewers can see him in the background. He's he's so hyper. I don't know what. Yeah, look at him. He's going absolutely mental on the couch. What's he doing? He's like swishing his face on the on the pillow. Okay, <laughs> now don't... now he's looking at you with with no, eyes of daggers. He's, he's um, just he's just hyper. It's just. Just lots of energy to burn, apparently. 
this cat. Speaking of cancelled shows, they cancelled Resident Evil on Netflix, and I'm very mad about that. We yeah, that, we have we have that in news later, but I, I guess we could just touch on it now quickly. I, I told that to Shani, and she's like, "Didn't you say it was trash?" I'm like, "Yes, but it was beautiful trash. <laughs> it was a beautiful dumpster fire. Okay, it, it was. It was chaos. a glorious train wreck of a series. Uh, and I, I was I was so I hated and loved all. every moment of it. Although to be fair, I don't know. How well, I mean, I know what the second season would be, right? So it'll just be oh. it'll just be the sisters in f- current day slash future doing this yeah. thing with maybe yeah. some flashbacks. Well, no, but they they also left a cliffhanger on the past stuff because they escaped. They they literally escaped uh, Cape Town, and you don't know how how they how got they to. got to the point where they are now. Yeah, so there were lots of cliffhangers. I can I tell you? This might be mild spoilers for a series that really shouldn't have any spoilers, but. The, the part in that series in my eyes literally rolled into orbit was when this fucking gargantuan giant alligator was unleashed in the final episode, the zombie alligator, which was like kept as the final weapon as uh, from the survivors against uh, Umbrella. Firstly, just what was great. <laughs> um, but the funniest was that it got to the little girl um and was like, oh, I'm your friend now. I'm just going to sl- snuggle up next to you because, I don't know, I've been genetically modified to not kill you. And I was just like, oh, my like how? God. I how does this. happen? <laughs> I hate all of this. This is so stupid. I just want more Blade Wesker. Oh, yeah. Lance Reddick with an afro in his black coat. It's great. Literally Wesley Snaps. Yeah. Cosplayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lance Reddick gave his all in that fucking series. He, he really went did. for it. He, I feel bad for him because like he he did he did real good. He did. He dedicated his life to that series. It was it was uh, compared to almost pretty much everyone else. I think the 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 actress for what was her name? Evelyn, the like CEO of Umbrella, <laughs> she was pretty good as a bad guy as well, but also just over the top <laughs> nonsense. <sighs> that dance scene will be seared in my memory forever. <laughs> So left field. The, the dance scene and the the stupid teenage party scene where they seem to think that how teenagers party nowadays is everyone gathers at a construction site with a skateboard ramp and you skateboard onto mattresses and everyone cheers for you. Everyone's like, like, wow. Who the fuck wrote this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we said, beautiful chaos. Beautiful train wreck. Some good yeah. action sequences though. Like, mm. uh, yeah, some and some really good gory moments. Um, yeah. Yeah, they even had the zombie face. zombie spider, which I appreciated. Have even though watched... I didn't like seeing it in real life, but oh, yes. right. so you, you, I know you enjoy some some good trash. Have you mm. watched the Welcome to Raccoon City movie? Not yet. I need to. <sighs> you have to watch. Is it. there a zombie spider there too? Only so you, no, only so you can suffer oh. with me, because that 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 they literally take one and two, and just put them together, and they the storyline it just makes no sense. Like the, the but like why, one and two are so like vastly like like one and two even have a huge time gap between them. In this movie, they happen simultaneously. That's imp- it's impossible, but not in this movie. Because <laughs> literally, in Resident Evil, 3, Resident Evil Three runs parallel to two, and in that one, Jill is like months deep into an investigation after the events of one. So, yeah. oh my goodness, don't know. Okay. It's a nonsense. beautiful, Absolute beautiful nonsense. nonsense. Yeah, there we go. Was there a zombie shark? No, but there's a reference to a zombie shark. Was there Lisa? Who's Lisa? The she's the, the, she's 
she's that uh, like creature that is in the yes. house, the shed in the woods. <laughs> yes, but she's not in a shed in the woods. Oh. <laughs> okay. She was in it's, the series as well. You got a glimpse of her in the series. Oh, um, yes. In, like yeah. one of those videos and she had like that eyeball on her back. It was real good. Mm. Yeah, that's... Uh, but yeah. Well, I don't understand, like, this is the last thing I'll say before we actually talk about games, but with Resident Evil, I'm always amazed that, I get it, the source material in terms of story is not good to begin with. It no, never it's was. campy as hell. Okay. But while the, there are choices to make it even worse, I'm just like, Yeah, that, that I do not why? understand. You've got this perfectly campy thing that you don't need to make it campier, you know? Mm. And, like, I also agree that people hold... They hold the canon, so to speak, of Resident Evil way too dear to heart. Like, it can be something completely different. But, boy, they just can't find that balance. I don't know why. Yeah, Yeah. they're just skewed to nonsense land. I I do think (laughs) of the films, which eventually got really, really bad, the first two are actually not terrible. No. Um, Well, the second one is not terrible up until the end um, when Nemesis (laughs) does some dumbass shit. But... The first one is like pretty pretty decent, you know. It's like, mm. oh, this looks like a raccoon. I'm um, not a raccoon city, a umbrella laboratory, and mm. you know, yeah, and there's a the mystery going dogs, on here. They had the yeah. So, but then it just goes off the fucking rails, like completely. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, that is go. Resident Evil talk. It is now cancelled on Netflix. We will forever honor its name here on this year podcast. We will forever um, never. We also. Talk about video games here. Um, I mean, sometimes. sometimes I haven't been playing much this week, uh, aside from Elden Ring. But you finished <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> you you, you finished off Saints Row, <laughs> which I kind of just gave up on. I was done with that game after last weekend. Um, why, why are you giving so, up on Saints Row? <laughs> well, yeah. I listen. I played more after we recorded the podcast last week, and. Like, after a couple of hours, I'm like, why am I playing this? I'm not enjoying myself. I could play something else. And then that was it. That I was just done. And But you ended up finishing it. Yeah. So I, I did finish it, much to my surprise, because open world game, you expect open world games to be, I don't know. I just expect, expect there to be hours upon hours of, you know, story content. Because I'm thinking of other open world games I've played, like... I mean, not quite in the same vein, but in recent examples, let's say like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is this big open world Norse game. Um, Grand Theft Auto itself back in the day is a relatively long experience with three protagonists. Mm. So color me very, very confused when the story of the Sancho reboot progresses so fast that it rolls credits after like, I'm going to say 10 to 12 hours, if that's. Um, but to be clear, like I didn't do a lot of the side stuff, but still it felt like the story was very short. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, after having finished the game, I can confirm that Sancho is a very bad game, objectively. <laughs> like it's, the open world is very bare, not nice to look at. Uh, it's so buggy. I, the number of times I had to reboot my game or load in and out because the camera was locked or I'd clip through something. Yeah, I've like, heard like, of some wild so, as fuck like yeah, bugs. Yeah, so many, so many bugs. Um, I acknowledge all of that. The story, not that great. Like, I like the characters, but the story itself, 
breakneck pace <laughs> to those so, credits. So let me say, just before you carry on, the story has an interesting premise from the beginning. Like, yes. So if you don't know, the game starts with, you, you're, you're a player creator character, obviously, but mm. you live in an apartment with three other people. Um, mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize at first, but quickly becomes apparent is, Everyone is associated with a different gang. With a gang, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, what's the girl's name? Nila? I think it uh, is. Nina. Nina. Nina's yeah. with the... Uh, God, Los no, Panteros? Los Santeros. So. Yeah. The, the other guy who never wears a shirt is with the idols. Um, <laughs> the millennials, yes. Yeah. You uh, are with, you, like, you the with, paramilitary company. Yeah, you're with the corporation. Then Eli's just not with anyone. He's yeah, just Eli's there. just a yeah. smart dude who doesn't want to get involved. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool because you kind of have like this this uh, uh roommate code where you each like warn each other of impending attacks on each mm. other's like ground. Although it always seems skewed to favor you as the player character, like everyone else mm. seemed to be getting screwed by this agreement more than anything yeah. else. But I thought that was like a really cool premise. And then like two hours in, obviously that devolves into you creating your own gang. Your own gang. But yeah, does that-, that never really like come up again or no, so the setup is like I I really thought the setup was quite cool. It's like oh, mm. this is a, a soft reboot of Saints Row, and this is actually how you know it's a take on the gang, the Saints. They they all were part of gangs. Thought we're tired of this. We're going to do our own thing. You know, we're going to mm. be our own bosses, and that's a really cool setup. And the game essentially is you launching your gang, and almost like I suppose like any <laughs> IRL gang running it like a business. Like where you're going to get money to pay all the people who are part of your gang. What are you doing with all that money? What are you doing with all your power? Um, mm-hmm. It just, it goes through, it's such a breakneck pace where quite literally, so you know there's the three major gangs. It feels like by the end of the game, you, you tick each of them off in like a mission. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a buildup of, oh, okay, well, we want to take out uh, the, the Los Panteros, whatever, and we're going to plan how to get rid of them. It's like in the space of a mission, oh, they're, boss is not the boss anymore and they are they just yeah you're done with them and then the yeah. next mission's like oh cool now we gotta get rid of the millennials what are they called the the daft punk band uh the gang oh the idols the idols, <laughs> the idols. we gotta get rid of the idols and then in the space of a mission you off them it's like oh it's just breakneck pace throughout yeah so yeah, yeah ob- objectively i i, I think I mean, I, I, I'm not wrong in saying that the game is bad. Like, there's a lot wrong with it. But subjectively, like, I'm a big fan of Saints Row and I still got big enjoyments out of this game. Like, flaws and all, I acknowledge there's a lot of problems with this game. But then mm. there are there are some little gems in the rough where if you're watching the video footage, I was telling you before we started recording about this, uh, there's basically like a LARP um sets of missions where <laughs> you and your crew are role playing like actually role playing with all these other role playing gangs um and doing things to like take them out and become the king of this role playing game and that I thought was just so much fun like I enjoyed the mm. heck out of that because it's so silly but the way it plays out like I'll let me just scrub through the footage here to actual combat um like the finishers themselves so if you've played the Saints or any of the others you know that the finishers are brutal you you do some some dark shit like stab people multiple times shoot them in the head but in in these larping missions the finishers are everyone's playing along 
it's you like pretending to punch them, pretending to shoot them with a bow and arrow. And it's just funny. Like I thought it was hilarious. So mm. it's interesting because like, again, I acknowledge the game, not good, but there are moments like this that I thought were like, there are, I suppose there are moments of like, damn, this could have been so much better. Yeah. There's um, like mo- moments of promise. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, like I stop and I think about it. This, this game was meant to come out in February this year. Yeah. What state Wild. was it in then yeah. that it was delayed? Like, because the states had released it now, not good. Like, exactly. core, core gameplay and mission structure and everything aside, like, the game is broken. There are mm. lots of bugs. Like, holy shit. This could have done with another six months to 12 months in the oven easily. Mm. Um, and, like, again, that might not have fixed some of the core problems, but it might have made the game review a lot better. Might a have made it feel stable. a lot better. Yeah. Mm. Because it, it doesn't it doesn't run that well, particularly well in any of the modes. Mm. Um, I've yeah, I I mean, just listening to other or reading other reviews and listening to other podcasts, the range of bugs that I've seen, like just obscene, like to to the point where they're game breaking. Like you cannot control your character, you cannot shoot anymore. Mm. Like it, it's a huge problem. So I mean, the fact that you you didn't encounter anything game breaking, I guess, is good, but it. It is a bit annoying when you're paying, you know, full price for, and these things will know, get I, ironed out. But like, I, there's I a degree had, at which you know. Oh, so if you say game breaking is in, like, I never lost my save file. Like, I never mm. had that. But I had many times I had to restart my game to fix whatever bug oh, was dear. happening. Like, there were times when my controller just didn't do anything. Like, I, I could run around, but button prompts just weren't working. Couldn't climb into a car, couldn't do this, couldn't That's do that. That's the one I've heard of, like, quite, yeah, quite frequent, yeah. I had ones where it's like, oh, okay, my... And when I say re- reboot, like, you could literally go into the main menu of the game, load back in. Um, I had one where I couldn't push the options button. It just refused to bring the menu up. Oh, <laughs> so, I to, so I had to actually reboot the game. I had another bug where I, I think I climbed into helicopter and at that moment i wanted to open up my menu to check something mm-hmm. and it opened the menu then when i went back my helicopter was zoomed like the perspective was so zoomed in i couldn't see what i was doing until i climbed oh. out of the helicopter <laughs> it I, just, did a, I, I did have a few in the beginning which i i wasn't sure if they were bugs or if it was part of the game but like in a lot of those early set pieces my weapon kept being switched back to a different weapon that i was not using Oh, so I'd be using weird. like the pistol and then every now and then it would be like, oh, you're back to the shotgun, which has no ammo. And I'm like, what, what, what just no, happened? That's, I never had that. But I mean, I could list out so many different things I had, which again, what I was saying earlier is if this game was launched, pegged for February and it was delayed, like, mm. good Lord, what state was it in back then that this is the state where they're like, okay, we're going to release it now. <laughs> it's, mm. it's ready. Or maybe it was a case of, We've delayed it already. We can't do it again. Let's just get it out of here. It's it's just yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, it's probably that. It's like we can't delay this part past like the next fiscal year or something like yes. that. You know. So, but but it's sad because like there are moments where I think it makes me think of the older Saints Row games where those were great. Like mm. I get a Saints Row four maybe didn't vibe with as many people because it was you know too zany, too much mm. superhero focused. But Saints Row 3 and 4 were like peak oh, lo- to I me. I love 3. Yeah, yeah like you, you knew that they were not Grand Theft Auto, that they existed to like almost parody Grand Theft Auto and just be a separate entity and they were great. Mm. Like they were crazy. The shooting was great. The, the missions were varied and fun. And then like you reboot it and you somehow miss carrying that because 
for starters, like you're not going to get over the fact that the game is just buggy as hell. Mm. Um, I mean, and again, like even if the game had no bugs, like the core core game itself still is problematic. But still, it feels like mm. it's just so much wasted just, potential. I, I, I mean, is, I mean, I know you said you you had you had fun with it, but it's like it's also very difficult to to ignore that like the mission design and the world design just feel very old. Like, it's that's exactly it. this game is like a 2022 game made like in a time capture from 10 years ago it feels like yeah because this yeah. i mean this might have been possible 10 years ago and like the act i mean i don't know when Sancho 3 and 4 came out but it was a long time yeah. ago but it, d- it doesn't feel actually doesn't feel any evolved since then to be mm-hmm. honest like the open it, world it's uh, design it's, it's actually weird because it doesn't feel like it's evolved it feels like it's worse than so it's three and four like it's taken a step back which mm. i can't fathom like how do you do that mm. yeah so and that's again, just that just sucks in a year where <laughs> or even a gen where we've had just exceptional open worlds you know what i yeah. mean yeah it's, um, it's it's a thing of like when when the witcher 3 came out um mm-hmm. that was like oh like this is what an changed, open world yeah. game can be when breath of the wild came out oh this is what an open world game can be it's like you're not 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 to say that you should emulate those two, but you're not learning mm. lessons from those two of like, oh, mm. like what made these games so good that, you know, made people look look on them so fondly. Or um, or even just looking at like, I mean, GTA five came out in twenty thirteen. Oh yeah. And like I'm not the biggest fan of Rockstar's open world design, but like since then they had Red Dead Redemption two and whatever. And yes, mm. Volition doesn't even have a sniff of the budget that those those two no. games have, but like you know it has zero design sensibilities from them like it just mm. it just seems like the most basic thing like go here shoot things drive back mm. go here shoot things drive. and the side missions are just like boring yeah so. so one one thing i didn't touch on uh last week is oh, i mean i touched on it briefly was uh business ventures mm. uh so it, like i said earlier part of the story is you expanding your criminal empire which includes you launching businesses to you know embezzle money or do criminal related things and like it's a nice touch it adds this other side to the game where you know you you have your side hustles which generate you passive income and what's tied to those side hustles are actual missions or activities Mm -hmm. so for example you can do you can launch a laundromat um which is obviously a front for like cleaning up crime scenes for people and your own gang and there are there are missions tied to that where you have to go you know, to a crime scene and, oh, there's this car here, but there's police around and you have to get rid of it. Like, it's mm-hmm. interesting, but that whole arc, all those missions are identical. If all five or six of those missions are, okay, you drive to a crime scene, you get in a car, you have to dispose of it. Like, there's no variation. Mm-hmm. And then what they they did, the one thing that always pisses me off in any game, not just Saints Row, is they locked main progression behind side quests so it's like oh god it's like okay you can only do this main story no so thankfully it only happens once where you can only do the main mission if it's like you have to have launched six business ventures and finished two of their arcs for example like why like it's just it's progression for the sake well it's content for the sake of content Mm. and it it really frustrates me when devs do this i mean and people a lot of people do it like we were talking about spider-man a week or two ago where it's not as explicit but 
nine out of ten times when you're down at the mission, it's like, oh, I guess I should do um, some side activities. Yeah, I guess I should patrol a little kill, bit. And it's yeah, like, and it's like, yeah. you don't need to do that. Like, Yeah, exactly. Have have the side content by all means, but let players engage with it on their terms. Exactly. Like, because like if, if it's I, good enough, they're going to yeah, engage I've, with it. Yeah. Again, to touch on The Witcher 3, like, I don't think I'm alone in saying I did a lot of that side content. Not all of it because there's a lot, but I did a lot of the side content just because it is really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, just, that's just my, my rant on that specifically. Don't do that, devs, please. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite <laughs> but, annoying, especially but, when, when, when the content is just not fun. It's like, yeah. God, now I need to like, it, I te- technically like grind this out just so I can mm, continue with the stuff just I want continue. to do. Yeah. So thankfully, Sancho only did it once. They could have done, uh, done it more of like, okay, now you need to do more business ventures. They did it once, so cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it's sad. Again, Sancho... Like uh, I have such a soft spot for this franchise because it feels like it's the the little game that could try BGTA mm. and you know have its own unique spin and style. But then to put something like this out in 2022, like I don't know what what happens to this franchise and the studio because even Agents of Mayhem before this was not good. Mm. Mm. So it's I just, think this yeah, is like the know. the lowest reviewed Saints Row in the series. Yeah. I, I think this reviewed like, lower uh, lower than Agents of Mayhem, which. Yeah, that is, that's wild. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, it's crazy. I'm not sure what Volition does because, like, after Agents of Mayhem, they were working on this for quite some time. Mm. Um, but then again, you know, Embracer seems to have so much fucking money. Maybe they're just uh, gonna yeah. give a shit. You know, May, maybe I this. Know. I mean, to be honest, maybe this is a ploy. Like, there's not much coming out in August. This is the only time Sensro was gonna shine this year. You yeah. know, in the state that it's in, the sort of quality bar that it has. Don't know, like. But I guess we'll see after the first week of sales whether it's even charted at all because that will give you mm. an idea. If if it doesn't hit like now, if it doesn't like, oh, you know, it was the best-selling game in the final week of August, then mm. this thing is never going to hit the sort of like reach that it needs to, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'd be very curious to know because my advice to people is like, if you like Saints Row, like play this game, but maybe not at full oh. price. Like wait yeah, for it to I go can't. on sale. But I'd be curious to know would this ever end up on a game pass you know like what is yeah. what is microsoft's policy on adding games like is it a i have to believe that there is a thing of you know is it an actual good game is it a decent mm, game like mm. do they put bad games on game pass like i can't mm. really have objectively scrubbed through the entire library and got like oh i can't believe they added this, <laughs> this is not yeah a good exactly because like if this were to come to a game pass i mean it would give it a second wind maybe and if you're going to play it for quote unquote free yeah, by all means like give it a few hours see if you you vibe with it or not mm. um but yeah, that, current that, state, that i agree it's... with yeah like like see if it's actually like your sort of because i don't mm. think anyone's gonna walk away from this and be like this is a great game it's like mm. is this my sort of you know um like brain bubble gum comfort mm. food sort of game or is this just so bad that i can't even get to that point like mm. but yeah I, I'm, I agree with you i can't in good conscience tell anyone to go buy this game like even mm. at whatever price it is now i just do not think it's worth but yeah, that i mean you know? yeah even me saying the fact that me big centro fan it's like i loved it for for the reasons of i just have a soft spot for the franchise but I can't recommend this. Yeah, I, <laughs> sorry I'm, to I'm, say, I'm hundred percent with you. I just, I just can't. Yeah, um, bummer. It is a bummer because, like, when when we when we got code for it, I was actually quite stoked because I was like, mm, you I, know, like I really enjoyed Saints Three. 
I haven't really been paying much attention to this one, so maybe it's going to be a big surprise. Mm. Um, but it was actually more surprising how much I quickly bounced off of it. Um, mm. Yeah. No, I yeah, I couldn't even because I know you and Darren and Jeff, like you all acknowledge that it's bad, but it's like a good mm. comfort food game. I just can't even get to that point. I'm just like, I'm actively not enjoying my time with this. And mm. I just you know, with the little time we have in our days all to to play games, like yeah. there's so many good quality games. That's the thing. Like there's no there's no space for this sort of tier game anymore, I feel mm. like. Um but yeah. At least it's short. Short look, I think if you were to do all the side content, it would probably push it to 20, maybe 25 hours, which is so still... like uh, the first area in Elden Ring, yeah, <laughs> which is still, still kind of short for an open world game, but I mean, it's very short for an open world game, yeah. That, that's um, me guessing that I don't actually know. I mean, uh, I, it's, I think I've think I spent 15 hours in Spider Man just completing the first act, mm. so yeah. Yeah, it's just sad. Yeah, bummer is the right word because again, a lot of lot of potential there, but Mm. just so many, so many misses. Yeah, Mm. just completely missed. Yeah, unfortunate, unfortunate. Um, I guess we can, I guess we can say that we, uh, because I know the social embargo lifted, but we got code for The Last of Us only recently, not at the Mm. same time as everyone else. So. I haven't started playing that yet. No, um, you've downloaded it, but maybe mm. we'll have something up for embargo. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's why. That's why I haven't. Well, that's why both of us haven't been playing something like we can't talk mm. about or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but yes, I keep, so keep I it mostly on our socials though. Cool. Yeah, I mostly just been playing more Elden Ring. Um, Elden Ring. I did. I did boot up Fortnite this week and purchased. <laughs> uh, I purchased Vegeta skins, and then I haven't played Fortnite yet as Vegeta. Um, oh but God. I spent a cool two hundred and something rand on Vegeta nice. and some fucking come mount or something. I don't know. Come um, join uh, me and Vegeta's Enter. cool. John Marco Marco. We played last night <clears> till midnight. <throat> I'm keen. Next time you're on, just Let, message me. Lenska hit level 100 <clears throat> yesterday. She finished the. She got that pass. Darth Vader. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, hot damn! I I've resigned myself to the fact that I won't get that because it's like 13th of September that it's finished. Like, there's no way it's happening. Um, you know, I know you'd never do this because who would want to like mind the seeders? But if you were to tick off all the quests, you'd you would fly through through the battle pass so quickly, especially now because all the weekly quests are basically out. There's so many uh, ways to just I see. bump up that XP, but yeah, it is, it'll still take you like a good few I, hours. I do want to do the Dragon Ball quest because then I get a Shenron glider. I got the that Shenron. You surf on his back real good. Oof. Oof. I got the, um because I bought Vegeta, I was like, well, it's kind of silly to get the cloud because he never uses the cloud. So I got the little oh, Saiyan the, ball thing. You know how cool that thing is though as well because you, you stand on its back. As you fly down, it's pretty cool. That's well, on the top of it. <laughs> I just love that you can transform been... in game. Like I can just power up into like uh, <laughs> Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta whenever I want to, which is it's really great. cool. And let's but be this... honest, I bought I bought the correct character because Goku's a bad dad, Beerus is sure. just a cat, and Vegeta's cool. <laughs> Although Bulma is... seems pretty rad, like scientist with a gun. That seems pretty neat. It's bomb. Oh, I actually haven't. No, no, no one in my friend list has that skin. I mm, don't because it was Beerus, think. Goku, Vegeta, and Bulma. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's looking back on the season of Fortnite because I mean we're nearly at the end of it now. It's crazy that it's like 
quotes and quotes. It's it's Star Wars scene, but like the only thing in the battle pass really is Darth Vader. And there's that many th- events in the game where Darth Vader lands with some stormtroopers. Cool. But then and so you can get had, a lightsaber. Yeah, they've had that. They had their own mini summer event. They had uh, an Indiana Jones moment. Oh right, yeah, they they've did. now got Dragon they Ball. They had John Z. Cena. That John Cena, they added um, Destiny content this week. Yes, yeah. That's in Celebrate one Destiny season. coming to Epic Epic Game Store. Yeah, hectic, eh? It's I mean, crazy. the fact Fortnite's so cool, you can have a lightsaber and a Kamehameha like on one character, which is mm. real fucking dumb. I had but, uh, Darth Vader power up last night with the emotes. It's cool. <laughs> nice. Have you killed someone with a Kamehameha yet? I have. It's a good time. Oh, Harris Kari Ward. Yeah, it's funny because it takes it takes um it takes like two or three seconds to charge up and actually shoot. Mm. And when you're doing that, you're literally in the air, uh, you know, a still you're just target. A, a target, yeah. Yeah. But then it's like so, a beam of energy that almost insta kills people, isn't it? Yeah. So if 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 you get it right, it's like yeah, it's very satisfying. But it, it is a high risk high reward because the moment I hear it, I look mm. to the sky and you know shoot immediately <laughs> because sometimes the running is just not an option. I, um, I hope the season ends with like Goku just spirit bombing the whole island and then, <laughs> <laughs> or Frieza arriving and just like spirit bombing the oh whole island. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah well, there, there's like two and a half weeks left. Mm. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I've only just dipped my toes in for this season. I've missed like actual years of Fortnite, but even I'm like, well, what are they going to do next? Because they mm. keep doing, they keep doing good shit. Um, oh, now you're yeah, in it. Now crazy. you can be part of the event for when they reset the server. Oh, I'm ready. And it's always I'm ready. offline for like a day or two <laughs> while they do that. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I didn't even realize you could watch Dragon Ball Z episodes in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. Dra- Dragon Ball yeah. Super episodes, which are very good series. Dragon Ball Super. I mean, very good. Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook Archer putting billions into the metaverse when Fortnite is the metaverse. People are watching Dragon Ball Z in Fortnite. How much more metaverse can you get? Like, I don't know. tell me. Tell me. Yeah. Who, knows? Um, Who knows? So yeah, I did that. I played more more Elden Ring. I think I'm making very good headway in that game. Um, I've now finished well, finished Lindell, which is the capital city. Um, and you did the sewers? Well... Some Mostly, I haven't, I haven't beaten the boss at the bottom of the sewers because fuck that guy. Um, mm. You got to. So go now I'm busy there. deciding whether I'm going to explore volcano or snowy mountains. So that's real cool. I continue mm. to be flabbergasted at the size and scope of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just immense, like absolutely. That's it's quite huge. funny though because I look back at Lingrave, and I can tell where I was far more diligent with like running around. So like Lingrave is obviously the starting area if you're unfamiliar. And I can see there the number of sites of grace, the quote-unquote campfires that I've rested Mm. at. There are so many there. And then as I move upwards to like Lernia, and there's just fewer and fewer. Mm. And I can't tell if that's because there are just generally fewer or if I just haven't looked around as much. Um, And because of that, I've found fewer of them that game's got so much hidden like i think any person who sets out to find everything from the get-go is going to drive themselves crazy there's there's too much but at the same time i I think it detracts from the game as well because there's a lot of repeated mm. enemy content like i've already encountered uh, a few bosses that have been rinsed and repeated and i'm like 
I think if I was seeking out everything in a single run, this would actually frustrate me quite a bit, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm having a fucking great time. So you, you had Volcano Man and I, and you've been to the capital in the East. Have mm-hmm. you been into the valley between the two for interest sake? There's a castle that's north. So I'm heading there. So okay. I, I've see, I see it on the map. It's like a very green and red like mm. looking thing on the map. It almost looks like a Mario like <laughs> castle thing. Have you I, rescued I, Princess Peach yet? <laughs> not yet. Not in Elden Ring. Um, but there's a uh, there's a target for the Volcano Manor quest that's in that valley. Oh, that's in that valley. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm actually, so yeah, that's yeah. in between the valley, but then north of that, there's a castle. Yes, yeah. So yes, it's in okay. between the valley, and if you carry on down that valley, then there's the mm. castle. Um, so I was on my way there, and then I got sidetracked in a mine, and then I died in a mine. So I'm there now at the moment, yeah. Because I can't, I can't resist. Even though I know the mines and the caverns are very like low tier content in terms of mm. the the higher echelons of what Elden Ring has to offer. I still do them if I find them. You know, I'm not yeah. I'm not actively looking for them anymore now. But if but I if find you see them, them yeah. Them. You might yeah. find a different boss at the bottom. You never know. Exactly. Exactly. Know. I did like the loot. portion at the in the sewers in Lindell, there's actually like if you manage to get down to the bottom where the very big sniper lobsters are, really hate those <laughs> things. Um there's like a little hole in the wall that takes you to an underground um like one of those caverns where you have to find a switch to open a door to a boss um mm-hmm. and that's like inaccessible unless you find that hole in the surface because yeah. you can't see it from the surface so i thought yeah. that was pretty neat uh but i do really hate these sniper lobsters i really fucking hate this thing god dex so. actual dex have you watched- still haven't found dung eater i run around that area so many times trying to find him without a guide and I'm just like I I must be blind because just look up a guide it's you, yeah. you're probably missing one pathway yeah there's some like in. stupid like avenue that I need to just turn my head to 30 degrees to the left to see <laughs> and then I'll see it like I'm just like I'm so sick of running around in these pipes that are just a maze and I can't yeah, deal with it are actual garbage. actual yeah. garbage and the enemies there are actual garbage like mm. running into those ogres that just follow you everywhere like did you, so have you fallen into any holes with revenants oh yeah oh yeah yeah mm. and I'm always tempted I'm like I no. could get all the just stuff here. but those things no. spawn and they just kill you immediately because mm. they can't get staggered and they just attack like nobody's business I hate those things so much must be the worst enemy in the game by far um, I've killed maybe one if- or two of them and there's a few few not. bad enemies in that game. Yeah, yeah the yeah. the revenants, the um, crucible knights. those not, the crucible knights in Lindal. Even even just the regular knights in Lindal that that shoot mm. electricity. I fucking hate those guys um, because they're yeah. I don't like those. The uh, sentinel tree sentinels also suck. Um, I don't mind stone, those too much. Those stone big... gargoyles suck. Oh, gargoyles are up there as well. Yeah, I do like the little balls of. Uh, they look like white balls of dough that blow the trumpets. They they're pretty cute to kill. <laughs> that reminds me of the they remind me of the uh, Pillsbury man on the the muffin boxes and just killing but, uh, tons I of Pillsbury it, men. I calls it that the first the moment you walk into Lindal. So obviously you can you it's framed so well that you like walk through like a hole mm. in, the, in like a building. You see the and you see the tree you, and you hear the trumpets. You hear the music and you hear the trumpets and you walk around the corner. It's like oh, there's actual enemies here like playing yeah. along. <laughs> And and it sounds it's it's like epic but also terrible at the same time. They're just like mm. beep, 
<laughs> and then they like turn to you and they play the trumpet and a little bubble comes out and it's like going to hurt you. Yeah. But the way they walk is so funny. They just kind of fucking roll around. Like roll, yeah. <laughs> I love them. They're so funny. Uh, and when you die to them, you feel really stupid because you're like, yeah. how, how, how did, did I die to this little sentient do- ball of dough? Like, this oh, wait till you get to the, the Halleck tree. It's not a spoiler. I'm sure you've heard of the Halleck tree, but wait yeah. till you get to that area. Mm, mm, I, I know I'm I'm making my way to Millennia, so mm, that's going to be super surely. fun. Mm. Slowly but surely, getting to ring. very well considered. I'm sure what many consider the hardest boss in a From game. Uh, Curious I to see say. how she stacks up to Glock Knight Ishin. <laughs> <laughs> She's difficult for other reasons, which we'll know when you actually fight her. Um, mm-hmm. No, no spoilerinos here. At least, yeah, at least ring. against Ishan, I could like parry his blows. I assume so. No, I should play Sekiro again. Fuck me too. <laughs> God damn, damn these What games. a game! What a game! God damn. Yeah. I I yeah. think I was telling Mick earlier this week, but like the the euphoric high that I rode after finishing that final boss in that game. Holy shit! If I could bottle that and sip it every day. I would yeah, not need it's... anything else in this world. <laughs> Good lord, that's a description. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's uh, your yeah, that's Elden Ring. Elden Ring update. That's my Elden Ring update. Nice. Should we move on to game games, releases? Games uh, out. Big. Well, I wouldn't say big, but good. Uh, good. Good week for games, I think. <laughs> I love. I can hear your mouth just like. Wee. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Down this long ass list. You need to put it on that free free scroll mode, you know. I like this. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that that's your mouse in sports mode. (laughs) It is. So that's my mouse with the FPS boost on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nvidia reflex turned on. Sure. Um, Okay, so we're looking at the end of August uh, from today, August twenty seventh, up until I think it's September first. No, September 2nd. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. Bunch of stuff coming out. Uh, We've got Destroy All All Humans 2 reprobed. The reviews dropped for that yesterday. It seems actual garbage. So Nice. Uh, Formula One Manager 2022. Hell yeah, I'm in. Uh, This is like a very sim-heavy Formula One Manager game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. I think this is a collection of classic NES and SNES games, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Which which will hit, I think, pretty well, given how good Shredder's Revenge was. I'm, I'm sure actually kind of keen more, to, to play yeah. this. Yeah, I'd, I'd give people it People wanting more should dive in. Yeah. Uh, whew, how do I say this? Tinykin? Tinykin, Tinykin, yeah. Coming to all consoles and PC August 30th. Mm. Orcs, O-R-X, coming to PC August 30th. Jeez. Nice. Real, real, uh, real month for three-letter, big or capital yeah. names. Zor pilgrimage of the Slorfs. Nice. That sounds AI generated. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> um, August thirtieth. Beyond the Wire coming to PC. August thirty-first. Dusk nice. Diver Two. Also sounds AI generated. Uh, August thirty-first. Scathe. Yes. Coming to PC. Scathe. August thirty-first. Then we've okay. got Judge's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. That's a fighting game based on the anime coming to all consoles Get and PC out. September 1st. Gerda, A Flame in Winter, PC and Switch, September 1st. 
What? Mythbusters, Mythbusters the game. The game. No, I'm googling this. No. Does this mean you have to bust some myths? Mythbusters no. the game. Mythbusters. Crazy Experiment Simulator. Okay. Now, is this like the did you ever play the Incredible Machine as a kid? No. Was it was it Tim's Incredible? I think it was called Tim's Incredible Machine, where the premise was you needed to basically meet a set of conditions. So if you've watched those videos, right, where somebody will like launch a marble at the top of a thing and it'll run down like a path. Oh, yeah, like a, like a Rude Goldberg machine. Sort yeah, of. so it's yes, like yeah. that, the game. <laughs> All of it's like that. Mythbusters, the game. Crazy experience. That sounds like Maybe fun. Not. Actually, I'd play a game like that. But okay, this is me assuming though. Run so crazy this is, experiments and manage the production of episodes. Yeah, the, okay. mm, not so sure about this, but I'll, no. I'll be dead honest. Anyway, moving Anyhow. on. Um, Onsen Master, PC, Xbox, and Switch, September 1st. Chenso Club, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, September, 20, uh, September 1st. And then the big release for the week and the final game for the week, The Last of Us Part Last 1, coming Part to PlayStation one. 5, September 2nd. Reviews Next for Friday. that drop on Wednesday, August 31st. Um, I'm How pretty sure. Wednesday? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of discourse around should this be $70? Should this, you know, not be blah, blah, blah? And mm. I think those are, as much as people want to say, you don't have to buy the game at launch, which is absolutely true. I do think there is a discussion to be had about like um, what Sony itself is doing with regards to how it's pricing its games and mm. how it's pricing its hardware. Let's get into news. Hey, what a segue. Wow. <laughs> because this, this kind of all kind of melds together um, yeah. in a way. So we're looking at lots of news this week, but arguably the biggest is the PlayStation 5 is getting a price hike in... A large number of regions. Um, so this was announced at a suspiciously very late time um, for like American news cycle. Uh, and so it kind of like was left to fester for half a day before mm. it was really picked up. But uh, basically they're raising the, Sony is raising the price of the PlayStation 5 in key markets. According to Windows Central here, some price hikes run as high as 20% or more in some regions. Um, I think one of the worst affected regions is Europe, where it is literally going up by 50 euros. So mm. the disk version goes from 500 euros to 550, which is phenomenal. Mm. Um, and the regions affected are Europe. So that is a collection of countries, yeah. uh, the United Kingdom, Japan, China, Australia, uh, Mexico and Canada. The US is omitted apparently because of the strong performing dollar, which of course that is the case because when the world is in a recession and everyone depends on the dollar, of course the dollar is going to be just fine. pretty well. So, yeah. yeah. So, listen, the world is in some economic hurt right now. Mm. Uh, if you've been paying attention to any sort of news, the UK is experiencing astronomical uh price increases on things like electricity, people paying close mm. to 500% more month on month for Oof. just electricity, which you need, you know, that is a basic need. Um, so I think a small increase to a PlayStation is not really on the top of people's minds when it comes to, no. can I afford to eat or afford 
heating in the winter, you know, type of thing. Um, But this just seems, you know, Sony, Sony's struggled with keeping the PlayStation 5 in stock globally. Mm. And there's this real attitude, I feel, that no matter what price they will sell at, they will sell. And that's what scalpers have been doing. Yeah. And I do agree that probably Sony being a much smaller company than, say, Microsoft probably feels the need to do this to, you know, keep up with their margins because they sell mm. the consoles at a profit. But at the same time, passing these um, costs onto the consumer is something that is counter to all of their competition. Um, mm. As we see during the week, Microsoft said that they will not follow suit and increase the price of the Xbox Series X or the Series S. And Nintendo actually a few months ago, a few months ago, they reiterated it this week, but it was a few months ago Nintendo came out and said that uh, the Nintendo Switch is actually costing more to produce because of the current global um, economic um, landscape and the the scarcity of components and the rising cost of production, but that they would not pass that cost on to consumers. Now, That could be because, well, they are just selling an astronomical number, so the volume makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, Nintendo is a games-only company. So Mm. when you want to compare Sony to Nintendo, that is a more apples-to-apples comparison as opposed to a Sony and a Microsoft, where Microsoft is a much bigger company that can maybe afford to absorb this cost a bit better than, you know, Sony, where the PlayStation is their moneymaker. Yeah. but yeah, for Nintendo to be like, no, we're not doing this, or to be very explicit and say we aren't pushing this onto the consumer, makes Sony look like they are, yes, suffering from a profit perspective, but also acknowledging that they can get away with this, you know, yeah. which seems a bit shitty. And I guess that's where a lot of the anger is coming from consumers being like, why are you the only people doing this? You mm. know, why are we being forced to pay the price uh, for this? Um, and that kind of sucks. So um, I would say that if you are able to get a PlayStation 5 now and you've been looking to do so, do it. There haven't been confirmed price increases for South Africa yet, but I would assume... I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Yeah, though. I'm almost certain it's going to happen given that all of Europe has gone up, it's going to happen. And if it's 50 euros, That's gonna be I could see anything I'd... between a grand, grand and a half grand increase half. locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think and from that, 11 that puts things in like, a precarious position because now you've suddenly got an Xbox Series X at 12 grand, potentially a PS5 at 13, 13 and a half. Mm. And you've got the fact that Games Pass is just a f- much, much better deal than, you know, PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, Plus yeah. um, in every Plus regard. Plus. <laughs> so, you know, it's always been this idea of, okay, well, you're either choosing between PlayStation Plus or, you know, Sony's undisputedly much better exclusives in many regards but now you've also got to factor in a potential one and a half to two grand you know fee on top of that um that's and and then and then you look at something like the series s which Mm -hmm. is seven grand half the price of a playstation 5 potentially Mm. with game pass yeah it's Best entry level. Microsoft is in a good position now. I I will just say that. Like the the Series S is. I don't think Microsoft would have predicted the Series S would have been in this position, but boy, I'm sure they are glad they went that route. Yeah, because it it's, is the thing that is selling for them now. Yeah, it's just weird. I think every time this comes up in news, like any talk of Sony and Xbox, it feels that 
Sony's done something stupid <laughs> and mm. Xbox just looks even better. And yeah, so, again, Sony's like making to, mistakes this gen. Like yeah. it's 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 undisputed and a lot of them are unforced like yes, COVID had an impact on them, but they mm. have not adapted in the same way that Microsoft and Nintendo have mm. to offer to offer, you know, consumer quality as opposed to just being like Hey guys, the world is shit. Sorry, put our hands up. This is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, oh, you know, it seems real crap that the week before The Last of Us Part One comes out, which I'm pretty sure is going to be phenomenal, and I'm really excited mm. to play it. And I feel bad that Naughty Dog has had to weather the storm of this argument on whether it's worth seventy dollars or not. But I tend to agree with this. You know, like Sony is being like, this is a seventy dollar game. It is a remaster or a remake of a game with no fundamental gameplay changes and mm. without its multiplayer. And also now we're increasing the price of our console by $50. And also our you know, subscription service isn't on par with the competition, but yeah. it costs the same. It just, you know, at what point does a person go, well, this is enough. Like, I'm just mm. not going to buy a PlayStation. I think it's not going to happen like right now, but over the next few years... It's, I think we're going to be very surprised by how well Microsoft does. And not because I don't believe Microsoft's doing the right things, just because Microsoft just could not keep up with Sony last gen. Yeah. And this so, is a long-term play. The whole subscription model idea is a long-term mm, play. Like the, the longer and longer Sony doesn't understand how to get on board with it or, or doesn't offer something that is just as valuable but counter like they don't have to do a subscription model but their value proposition needs to be on par yeah. you know what i mean like they need to have a console that is you know n- not necessarily affordable but alluring enough that the cost makes sense but right now it's just not adding up yet you yeah. know what i mean um yeah i'm curious to see how this shakes out i mean at the end of the day playstation 5 is still almost impossible to buy so people are buying it mm. So clearly yeah. people still want it. And in a way, that's probably why Sony thinks they can get away with this. Um, yeah. But for how long, we'll see. Curious. In other in wild other news. news this week, uh, for, for a hot day, it was reported mm. that Amazon were, well, it was rumored that Amazon were going to buy EA. Um, yes. Turns out that's not the case. <laughs> well, at I least, mean, at least no, it's not now. the case for now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know where yeah. this rumor actually came from. But oh man, just this, like- was, this was a wild, wild story. So mm. it was um, a Swedish website uh, called Good Luck Have Fun, GLHF, who is uh, syndicated by USA Today, um, which is spearheaded by Kirk McKinnon. Uh, you know, he's a pretty big games writer. He's been editor at a couple of websites and done very, very good things there. He was at VG247, then he was at mm. The Gamer. Now is at USA Today. Basically, they put out a report saying that they, you know, they've had sources that say that a bid is going to be made by Amazon for Electronic Arts, and that it would be announced on Friday. And very soon after that, CNBC, a you know, network, cable news, whatever in America, uh, their financial board said that that is super not happening. And they were very snide about it. Like the comments are very unprofessional from CNBC, but that's an, an, another story altogether. But hmm. they basically said that that is not happening today. And then a few hours later, USA Today, who syndicates you know content from 
good luck, have fun. They basically mm-hmm. came out and said that uh, they were removing the story or editing the story because um, the sources had not met their editorial standards, which is wild because they're essentially throwing their syndicated content like under the bus. Mm. Uh, basically saying that the article went up when it shouldn't have, this, this, and that. So it seems like the rumor that spurred all this on was not well vetted. It didn't come from mm. very reliable sources. and. Yeah, I well, we we know for a fact that the bid was never made by mm. Amazon on EA. Um, the stock rose considerably at first, and then came down to almost like a break even. So it didn't really mm. affect the stock price, and it was all pre-market stock price stuff, anyways. So. Yeah, but yeah, it, I mean, there Just was a, a report in in May that EA had held talks with. Amazon and Apple and Disney over a potential sale. And these talks happen all the time. Like just because mm. people are talking doesn't mean shit. Anything's but, actually happening. Yeah. It, it just was so left field though yesterday. Yeah, the, it was. It just came it out of like, nowhere. It was just like oh, this hey, report. Like, Amazon's, oh, Amazon's yeah, going to buy them. Amazon's yeah. definitely buying EA, reportedly. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, when you think about it, it makes sense. Like mm. Amazon purchasing EA. Yeah. Microsoft purchasing Activision. Yeah. I mean, Amazon mm. has Luna. They've got the streaming service. So if they purchase an EA, suddenly they've got this library of games that they can just chuck on there. Like, yeah. it makes sense. Like, I mean, out of the three, if you think Amazon, Apple, and Disney, Amazon would be the one that makes the most sense there. It would fit the best, yeah. yeah. So well, it's not impossible that it still happens. Like, so yeah, quite, maybe quite maybe not happening this week or this weekend, whatever, but mm. in the near future. Although like, I did maybe, see... I did see another analyst that said that there's a precedent set by Amazon that if were rumors of a deal make it out while actual negotiations of a deal are happening, Amazon will just kill the deal. They'll be like, we're not doing this anymore. Really? And it's actually happened before. So, weird. What, what were they acquiring that it was killed? Uh, I think it was some like medicinal or pharmaceutical company. And like word of a bid got out beforehand and they just nuked the deal. They were like, we're not doing this anymore. That's so, so weird. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Sheesh. Very, very weird. Yeah. But wow. also like it seems a bit suspect that the announcement was that Amazon would be making a bid. Normally, mm. you only hear these things when the two companies have agreed. I actually said, agree on something. Yeah. We, you know, we've accepted this bid, you know. So because like, companies can make bids on other public companies whenever the hell, the hell they want. Whether it's accepted or not is an entirely different story. So, yeah, weird rumor, but um, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I still, think, I, mean, I still think EA is going to be sold to someone. To someone, I also yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, in other big news this week, we usually headline with this, but because <laughs> the Sony stuff is so wild and the Amazon stuff, uh, Gamescom happened this week. Mm. Um, good old... Gaming show in Cologne in Germany. And I miss it so much. I, I miss being there. Yeah, it was actually quite nice to see that. Um, feels like this is the first proper in-person gaming event that's happened since COVID. Mm. So it's quite something to see everyone tweeting from the event like, oh, hey, like we're in person. Here we are. Come play these games on the floor. Like, that's cool. I miss it. It was really cool. Yeah, it was right to see in it. Made me real FOMO because we went yeah. in 2015, mm. which is crazy, seven years ago. Um, um, so should we fly through what was shown at Opening yeah, absolutely. Night Live? I, I don't think uh, Opening Night Live, which was hosted by Jeff Keighley, was like exceptional. There was one or two things I thought were really good, but for the mm-hmm. most part, it was a, I thought it was a pretty eh 
you know, thing, was, which yeah. again, you know, hey, Somehow COVID, we're still seeing the effects of that. Um, mm. And we're just off, you know, like two months from E3. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's run through. Atlas Fallen looked pretty cool. Uh, this is a new game from the creators of The Surge, the but Surge. it's not going to yep. be a Souls-like. It's more a action action RPG thing. So, mm. I, you know, I'm thinking more like a God of War, like a more fast-paced okay. thing. Looks cool. cool. Lots of uh, melee combat that you can take mm. on alone or in co-op. We got an update on the Callista Protocol with yeah, actual gameplay. gameplay. Yeah, there was so, an extended sequence of you what, sliding down the world's longest water slide. What did great. you think of that gameplay? Showcase? I did not like this gameplay. I thought this gameplay was so, boring. Uh, even even so, be- before I don't have the footage, unfortunately. But yeah, so the second half of the gameplay was like you said, it was almost like a thing of this character sliding down the world's longest uh, water pipe, trying mm. to avoid hazards cool the first half of that showed gameplay of you know like very dark dark lit environment cool 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 but there are a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff i saw which turned me off the game Mm. um where this is like you know the spiritual successor to dead space we could call Mm -hmm. it that um and where dead space thrived where any horror game thrives on making you feel powerless like giving you just enough yep to you know make yep. it through whatever predicaments facing you but the fact that you can like telekinesis enemies to you and throw them into a meat grinder to quickly dispose of them you lost me like 100 percent yeah why, why that that gameplay that meat grinder was there the whole time why did you why even bother shooting yeah. them like maybe there's a cooldown or something but i thought no you've lost me like maybe this is just one room but mm. yeah i i felt the exact same and and it's actually kind of interesting that you Without us speaking about it, you pinned mm. on the exact thing that that also got me. And it was in like the first 30 seconds of that gameplay. I was like, oh, he just picked up a whole enemy and tossed him across the room. I'm like, that doesn't feel no, survival horror. So that then, feels like, like I'm powerful. And that's yeah. not what I'm looking for in a survival so horror. So maybe, again, yeah. maybe this is like, that could have been the game's opening five minutes, whatever. Mm. And maybe it's a thing of, you know, we, we just have this vertical slice of gameplay. <laughs> So it's easy to judge, but yeah, I saw that. I was like, if the, if the it, game gives me... It felt me... far more action-y than the trailer we got at E3, put it exactly. that way. Where that felt yeah. way more like survival horror. Like, And Dead Space has the telekinesis thing too. Like, You can pull off um, limbs off enemies and then chuck them at other enemies. But it was never like, oh, I can just throw this guy around the room like mm. I'm some fucking Jedi. Like, you know. <laughs> and even when I was using telekinesis in Dead Space, it was always like, there are so many enemies. I'm basically use this, using this as a last resort if I don't have ammo or something. You don't have like anything that, else. You know? Yeah. So, so we'll see. Yeah. I'm still still keen to see how I'm the very game is. It's out it in December. So not yeah, too that, far. that demo didn't do much for me, um, no. unfortunately. Goat Simulator <laughs> 3, Goat Simulator the, uh, <laughs> the sequel that skipped Goat Simulator 2. I don't know. It looks silly. I think if you enjoyed the first one, you'll probably enjoy this. It's just mm-hmm. not something more, I'm, more goat yeah. nonsense. How and laugh. Man, this fucking demo sucked. Like, not even going to mince words. Like, I've seen so many people who attended Gamescom and played it saying that what they played was far more impressive than this demo. But holy shit, this demo sucked. Like, mm. I like Rick and Morty. I do mm. not mind Justin Rowland's, like, like humor. But mm. the the dialogue in this demo was so cringy and so shit. Yeah. So the the whole idea is that your weapons are constantly talking. They're like yeah. taunt at you. They taunt enemies, whatever. But man, you were just on this like small platform, the demo, shooting this person that kept jumping around and mm. your gun was just giving them shit for like taking damage. 
and then just swearing all the time. Like I was like, yeah. is this meant to be funny? Like, yeah, it, it looked so shit. It, what a bad yeah, show for that game. Can't, yeah, I can't say that I'm keen on that. It's on Game Pass though. So, um, Hogwarts oh, Legacy. We, there was like a short trailer. trailer. Hmm. I still have very little. <laughs> like, I'm not really caring about this game. Like, I, it looked. Look, I hope people this like game it's is Hogwarts better than I expected Skyrim, to be. But yeah, exactly. I'm just like, eh, you know what? It, I've never been, you know, I read the Harry Potters. I was never like a super fan of the Harry Potters. And so I'm like, you know, even ignoring the whole nonsense that's gone on with JK Rowling. Mm. Like, I just, there's not nothing there that's tickling me about this game. So, yeah. well, we'll see. Sonic Frontiers. Um, this is interesting because, like, I'm still lukewarm in this game yeah. because I don't know. It, it's, but one I still thing don't I will say is at, at least we saw different environments. Yes. In like, and it uh, looked a bit more vibrant. A bit more vibrant because what we'd seen thus far it is very Oof. like these lush green hills, but like that's all it was. So it turns yeah. out that there are other environments, which again, this game's out on November 8th. We don't have to wait too long to see if it's anything. The fact that else. Sega keeps having to come in sound and be like, we are not delaying this is really strange. Like, they're like, That's no, hilarious. we will not delay this. How <laughs> dare you ask for a delay? Like, oof. like come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, new Tales from the Borderlands. Um, which is to Tales the of the Borderlands. Sequel to Tales from the Borderlands. I like the first game. Mm, uh, I need to get I around know, to I've, it. I've, I've kind of fallen off Borderlands. Like, I love Borderlands 2. I love the pre-sequel. love Tales from the Borderlands. I have not played Borderlands 3. I've missed mm. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And I don't know, maybe not. I'm not at all slamming on anyone who enjoys Borderlands, but, and I don't mean it in a negative way, but maybe I've outgrown Borderlands, but I haven't played Borderlands 3. So can I say that? No. But I just mm-hmm. haven't had mm-hmm. the urge to play it. Um, I'll get to it one day. So yeah, that's coming out October 21st or so, right around the corner. Uh, Phantom Hellcat, I did not see this. This so, was so like some of these very trailers, brief. Yeah, very brief. This actually looked kind of cool. It looked like a like a third person action game, but then it switched to like a two D perspective for um, platforming. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was literally like a thirty second trailer. It looked neat. Like mm. that's about it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the Lords, the Lords of, the of the Fallen, which is a sequel to Lords Lord of the of Fallen. The, Lords of. <laughs> yeah, very confusing. Uh, that's hilarious. It had the most fucking inspired music choice ever. Oh, this trailer. It was just wild. What a trailer nice. this was. <laughs> I never liked Lords of the Fallen. I played it a bit. I, whew, Out of all the Souls clones, it's like one of the ones that felt probably the worst to me. So Nice. Yeah. Um, Return, Return to, to Monkey Island. Island. It's, re- it's releasing out. soon. Yeah. Oh my God, September 19th. That is On Switch and PC. Like three weeks away. Just which about. is apparently International Talk Like a Pirate Day, which is real funny. Oh, perfect. I Listen, <laughs> I love this art style. I know this mm. has been the like divisive portion of this game. Like a lot of people like being like, well. this doesn't look like traditional Monkey Island. I think it looks lovely. Mm. And I found out the other day that the lead artist is the was an artist or one of the lead artists on Tearaway on ah, PlayStation Vita, which cool. makes a lot of sense now because that game yeah. looked awesome too. So, yeah. yeah. Um, under the way... I missed this completely. A Quantic yeah, Dream this, game? 
sets underwater and focuses on a grieving diver as he ventures further into the sea. I totally Coming fucking missed this. They must have been doing some work or something. You must have napped. <laughs> oh, wait. So Detroit Become Human Studio, Quantic Dream revealed this, developed a parallel studio. So is Quantic Dream publishing this? No idea. Okay, that's confusing. No clue. Okay. Um, oh, Lies game of, of P. Oh Easy. my God. This game is, of the show. This is the game of the show. I'm actually going to... Pull up a trailer. So what's oh, interesting so. is that Lies of P had been announced well before this, about a year ago. But I feel like this is its inflection point. This is when people are like, oh, this is the game. Like, this is the game that they are making, you know? But I think we it's because we also finally got like, I mean, look, I don't know if there was gameplay or, or proper trailers before, but it feels like this trailer was just so good. It like set yeah. the tone, Fucking gave great. me, created yeah. just enough intrigue, showed just enough gameplay for me to go like, oh damn, <laughs> this is, yeah. So my, my knee-jerk reaction is like, this really looks like the child of uh, Bloodborne in terms of setting and gameplay. And also like with the hint of Dishonored. There's also, something about the the steampunk that just makes oh me yeah definitely but but like so at I mean, first yeah, i was like the vibe gives me a bloodborne vibe because it's very mm. english victorian era sort of thing but yeah you're right like a very steampunky dishonored type of vibe mm. but the gameplay actually reminds me of sekiro um yeah super fast paced and super like ability driven um mm. and i okay maybe it's because you've got a prosthetic arm that is all your oh yeah i mean it's, so gives you that but, same vibe but like the speed and the parrying and very Sekiro vibes um to me and i'm fucking keen for this game yeah let me tell you and I the game so it just it. looks good as well like visually yeah it's oof. there was a so. six minute gameplay trailer that came out like later on in the week i still need to watch it that looked phenomenal it. as well like i you know it sounds a bit strange but all of the sort of souls like um, game uh, soul, souls like clones we've had in the past. Um, many of the ones that are you just don't nail the sort of feel. A lot of them have come from European studios, which is maybe mm. just indicative of how games are made there. You know, a lot of the studios. Yeah. You know, we we talk about Eurojank a lot of the time. You know, mm. there's a distinct feeling of those types of games. Whereas you've got from software and um, Team Ninja who make Neo who definitely have a very different style and feel to their games. Yeah. And the developer here, I think it's Nexion or Neo, I, I can't remember. They're from know. South Korea. And yeah. they this is like their first big game. Um, they've oh, they've done like good. some support work on an MMO. And I don't know, I just have way more faith in this quote-unquote Souls clone than mm. most others I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, it so, just looks, oh my God, look at looks phenomenal. Yeah, it looks Can't good. It, it just looks, and I love the the idea of like you playing as Pinocchio, the whole like dark setting of yeah. it all. It could be really cool. This game, it's coming out in twenty twenty three. Uh, it's going to be on oh, Game I Pass as well. What a what a treat. what a get. Oops. Um, then we got Dune Awakening, which looked really cool, and then it was announced as an MMO, so I immediately turned my brain off. <laughs> uh, that's fine it's like it's dune it's come from funcom who you know have done a bunch of mmo stuff so mm. i'm pretty sure it'll be fine it's coming to consoles uh and pc um nice so yeah um uh, hardware playstation controller but basically mm. playstation's version of the xbox elite controller which is this yeah. is called the dual sense edge mm. not a bad name pretty cool mm. um 
It's got all the sort of features that you'd expect from an Elite controller. Uh, mm. You can change the length of the trigger pulls. You've got your paddle buttons at the back. Uh, you've got yeah. onboard memory profiles. You can switch between them on the fly. You can edit them on the controller itself. Um, I think the biggest thing here, which is kind of cool, is completely replaceable thumbstick modules. So you can like mm. pull out the thumbstick module and replace it with a completely new one, which for mm. me is only interesting because it means I can reliably replace sticks with drift, mm. even if that means I have to buy what is likely going to be a, a premium controller and then pay for the little stick modules on the side. But hey, yeah. I can do Whatever. that, you know. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, the Xbox Elite controller, great controller, but I've heard many from many people that this $200 controller like literally falls apart in a year and that sucks. Oh God, that so sounds good. So if the DualSense Edge is any better than that, then maybe this will be like a primary controller for PC play as well. So mm. that'd be neat. Yeah. I really wish they would sort... I don't, I don't know what the complexities are for this, but I really wish they would get around the haptic feedback and the the... Tac uh, tactile triggers working wirelessly mm. on PC with the DualSense because like you have to have it plugged in for it to work and that's not a huge like problem but it would be nice mm. if they figured out how to get yeah. it working wirelessly well we'll see um, uh, Gotham Knights another look at Gotham Knights yawn I hope it's good don't know if it will be not there <laughs> that trailer wasn't terrible um, but yeah, I'm still not. I don't know. It's, uh, this, this is uh, this is going the death loop route where it's like I've seen too much of this game. Good like, Lord, just stop. Yeah. Just goodness. stop releasing trailers. Um, where wins where meet. Wins meet. My God, this thing had so much going on. It's mm. a it's an action game that again looks almost like Sekiro. At one point, I was like, "Is this Ghost of Tsushima DLC?" Because it it had that <laughs> like really gorgeous like backdrop vibe to it, but then like. Your character's running across water. They're doing like slow motion arrow shots in the air. It looks really over the top. Um, so yeah, it's apparently set in China rather than, than Japan. Mm. Um, yeah, looks cool. Um, nice. Presented by Everstone Games. I'm not too sure who they are. And then the big surprise slash not surprise because it is spoiled. Mm. <laughs> by Dead Island an 2. early listing. Dead Island 2 is the love. Yeah, uh, nine years, years after later, its first release. Nine years. Yeah, nine years. Oh, I think crazy. it's nine years or seven years, one of the two. Listen, the trailer one was pretty two. cool. I thought the trailer was yeah. neat. It was like this guy who just seemed like completely so bored of the whole zombie apocalypse and he had to like go to the store to get supplies and just seemed like mm. totally ambivalent to what was happening around him. It well, was a pretty I, neat I, trailer. If if it's one thing Dead Island gets right, it's their trailers. <laughs> <laughs> the gameplay also looked fine. Like mm. it looked entirely what i expected it to look like mm. um but if it manages to nail a good balance of like just pulpy fun in a fun open world it could be mm. interesting um yeah. the studio behind it doesn't have a great track record uh, they were the ones who released that homeland revolution game most recently and that game kind of was not great so we'll see because this is obviously not Techland who made the first dead island mm. who went on to make dying light so mm. Yeah, we'll see. It's out on February 3rd, 2023. I could 100% see this game being delayed. This feels like yep. a Saints Row thing where it's like, yep. oh, this game got Stay. shown off really late in the year. It's coming soon. It's going to be delayed like well into the year. So yep. yeah, I would not expect it to come out in Feb, to be entirely no. honest. So, um, And I guess that's like the main 
stuff. Yeah, that was stuff. most of the main. There was a bunch of other stuff there, but I think that yeah. was most of the main. Not a huge yeah. show, but but yeah, still fun, still fun. Yep. Um, cool. Last little pieces of news because we have been on news for a good half an hour now. <laughs> uh, a Sony sued for five billion pounds for ripping people from the PlayStation this Store. This is never going to go. Accused of anti-competitive strategy. That's industry standard. Yeah. Who so filed this ex managing director. Yeah. What? So it was, it's a consumer rights activist in the UK called Alex Neal. Um, and he filed it with the Competition Appeal Tribunal in the UK. And he's basically taking uh, taking up the whole 30% royalty clause that Sony has and that, well, Microsoft and Valve have as well, <laughs> but he's only targeting Sony for the in the meantime because, like, I guess you choose one target. If you win, then it sets precedent, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but basically, Sony's accused here... And on Eurogamer, Sony is accused of abusing market power by imposing unfair terms and conditions on game developers and publishers, forcing prices up for consumers. The legal action states consumers have been overcharged by as much as five billion pounds. Anyone in the UK who purchased content on the store since the 19th of August 2016 is included in the claim and is potentially entitled to compensation, and it is said to be nine million people. The compensation could be anywhere between 67 pounds to 562, excluding interest. So yeah, interesting. L- I don't listen, know. So- Sony faced similar litigation in the US earlier this year, and it was thrown out by a judge. Um, I don't think this will go through because I don't think you know. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm not sure how you can claim anti-competition on you know a royalty fee that is first industry standard. As much as we mm. maybe don't like that, it's that high. Um, but it's also on a PlayStation Store that you do not have to release on yeah so i don't know even i mean we could talk about this for for hours speaking speaking from different angles and different circumstances but like okay if if sony's royalties are too high and every other industry player steam and xbox is too high you know what's going to happen they'll lower the royalties and then the price of games will go up (laughs) regardless so i don't know like i don't i don't agree you know given that epic charges what like 12% 12% something stupidly low mm-hmm. but like you said like if you're a developer you don't have to release your stuff on Sony you don't have to there's release a, it on there's a lot of there's a lot of good um, explanation here from Richard uh, Richard Hogue he's the host of uh-huh. video games industry legal podcast virtual legality so an actual lawyer oh, yeah. he's just explaining he's breaking down why this is a tough case um, essentially like You've got the issue that the transactions were made voluntarily by consumers. The prices are mirrored across the industry. Uh, the 30% cut is mirrored by other market participants. Uh, there's no indication that lowering the 30% cut would actually affect the consumer, which we've actually seen evidence of because Valve decreases their cut uh, for developers based on the number of copies sold, but that uh, never trickles down to consumers. The same thing for mm. Epic Game Store. Their cut is much lower, and we've never seen that reflected in prices on the Epic Game Store. Um, so, yeah, the fact that that this case hinges on consumers are being screwed just doesn't really hold water from mm. you know from looking out. But we'll see. I mean, if this goes through, this is a big problem first for Sony and then for Microsoft and Valve. Um, yeah, so it'll follow on all of them. It'll be an interesting yeah. one to watch, regardless. 
Yeah. We'll see. Uh, my word, sorry. There's a lot of PlayStation news. This mm. week. Uh, but this is um, cool news, at least. The Last of Us remake on PS5 will have extensive accessibility options. Mm. So you'll even be able to, you know, quote unquote, feel dialogue through your controller. Um, it was pretty cool. Like, uh, I think The Last of Us Part 2 got high praise for being a very accessible game, which. Think about how that game looks and how complex it can be, making it mm. palatable for more players like, you know, good on Naughty Dog. And it seems they're just keeping up on that trend or well, that train by including even more accessibility options with, you know, I guess the functionality of the dual sense, given mm. that it's got some dope vibration functionality. So I, I don't know what it'll feel like, but... I yeah, think it's cool. Yeah. Like, like you said, I think The Last of Us 2 like sets a standard for this sort of thing and it... Yeah. Good on um, Naughty Dog for putting in a lot of work. I mean, for The Last mm. of Us 2 to have such an extensive library of accessibility options in a mm. game that was that complex already is pretty impressive. Yeah. You could argue that, oh, you know, this is the real draw for the remake of The Last of Us Part 1. And yes, a lot of other games have released this stuff for free, you know, as patches. But I think the suite being offered here is massive. Mm. Um, I do really like this idea of like using the controller vibration to emphasize subtitles so you can get more mm -hmm. of a feeling of delivery of a and emotional yeah. intent um, to it. Like, I would love to see, you know, I, I'm not someone who, who has trouble hearing, but whether mm. if the vibration can mirror something or at least give some, some more, more sensation than just reading subtitles, which, yeah. is, which is cool. Apparently, it was Very a cool. feature that started as a prototype but ended up being quite popular, so they continued work on it. Okay. So quite a quite a cool thing, I think. Yeah. Um, so we can check it out next week. Hmm. Um, and then last piece of news: Sad Face. We spoke about this at the top of the, yeah. the episode. Mm -hmm. Netflix has cancelled the Resident Evil series after one season. <laughs> I love the strap. You are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we acknowledged the Resident Evil show not good. Like, but it was it was bad but good bad like i enjoyed watching it it was there's enough nonsense in there for me to keep you know going to the next episode it's a beautiful yeah. train wreck i enjoyed mm. watching it i had a great time i um, you know it wasn't it wasn't a hate watch if that makes any sense i wasn't watching it because i hated it it was like yeah. i know this is bad but at the same time there is some enjoyment factor from it you know so yeah yeah it's well, a bummer. But, it's dead. Uh, Netflix well, keeps well, doing this to its properties. So, yeah. Is Resident Evil dead for good? Definitely not. It'll come. Oh, back. absolutely not. I mean, games wise, it could not be in a stronger position, I think. No. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's all the gaming news this week. That means we are moving on to questions. If you want to send us questions, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on all of our social platforms at checkpointchat consider questions at any time what is on the docket we for have, today we have one comment one um, love it you know one when it rains it pours like last week and then then it's dry yeah, last like week the we fucking had, winter we like we had 30 minutes of questions that's great it's great <laughs> uh we have a, a comment from good paul mick who we spoke about earlier he's playing Blood who asks could this be dog question mark <laughs> could it be while while Praise looking like dog. this is a <laughs> Praise the dog. So if you don't if you don't know what this is alluding to, it's 
the fact that in Elden Ring, I don't know where this came from. I need to start it. Yeah. Uh, but if you roll up next to a tortoise, a turtle, and you, you, oh, is it a tortoise or turtle? Tortoise. Tortoise. Well, it's definitely not underwater. No. Um, <laughs> if you roll up next to them, there's usually a comment or three or note left by players, and it's usually dog related. Like praise it just says dog. dog. Praise Could dog. Just be dog. There's dog. a church where there's a massive uh, turtle who absolves you of your sins, and there are many like exalted dog uh, comments there, <laughs> which is which is real fun. I think I actually f- saw yeah. Some of my favorite know. messages in Elden Ring are like, you get to a locked door, and it's like, firstly, you do not have the right, and I'm just like, yes. fuck, I hate this game. I fucking hate God everyone damn. who plays this game. You hate to see it. So good. Um, yeah. Elden or when Ring, you beat a time. boss and all the messages, because all the messages in a boss area don't appear until you beat it. And then you beat a boss and it's like, first off, well done. And I love those. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you. Well, I think I've shared this before, but my favorite note was at the bottom of one of those um, hero dungeons where, you know, you've yes. got those murder chariots. Where there's a whole, like a whole long stretch of lava. And I just knew, I'm like, there has to be something down there. Like, I'll I'll do it. I'll take it for the team. Right? Like, you can't run in the lava. You can walk. That's how I walked and walked and walked and healed and healed and healed. (laughs) And I got to the bottom, turned a corner, and there was a ledge there. (laughs) And there was a a note note there. Oh, did you put the note there? No, I put a note. And I said, first off, I don't believe it. And that's like my my most appraised note. (laughs) So many other people was, got there and they're like, yes, I was like, wow. understand. Because yeah, then every other person who steps out, it's like, yeah, I can't believe it either. <laughs> I love that's how lava works in the game. It's like you are literally having your feet burned to the bone. You just can't run through And it, you just yeah. like, cool, I'm just going to drink this vial of blood and I'll be good. I'll be good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ring, good time. But that is the Let me only... tell you, the, the screams you get from that game when you die from fire, very, very off-putting. <laughs> Very yeah. horrible. Do not enjoy them at all. you want to not walk into lava in your life ever. Good lord. So. And I'm playing, my character is a woman and her screams are bone chilling. The voice yeah. actress did a good job. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. That's it. Cool. That all of the questions. Damn, if you we, want to we, send us questions, give us a deluge of them next week like mm-hmm. we had the week prior. Well, okay, we'll get to that just now. But, um, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on all of our social channels at Checkpoint Chat. Um, and on that, small programming note, no podcast next week. Episode 200, delayed. Delayed, Sandy's, Sandy's no, leaving us. Yeah, I won't be here <laughs> next week. I am off to the land of the mountain for a little mm-hmm. well-deserved break. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have two weddings the week afterwards, so I don't even know how recording is going to happen there. But we will discuss. Because mm. I think episode 200 needs to be quite special. It's Shebang. a It's a big milestone. That is huge. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, there won't be one next week, but we'll we will probably have something up for the Last of Us. So yeah, yeah there'll be a little bonus uh, as a as a sorry a little video. <laughs> so you have you have two weeks to come up with questions. You have no excuse. Sure. So saying. many weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But that's. Admin that, out the way. Yeah, that is episode 199 of Checkpoint Chat. As always, we thank you for listening. We mm-hmm. hope you have a lovely, delicious week. Eat good like food. And subscribe. Be a great send person. Send us money. Play good. <laughs> yeah, send us money. Be a good person and send us money. Mm. 
Those two are mutually exclusive. You're only a good person <laughs> if you send us money. If Play not, good, you're a horrible person. <laughs> Play good video games. Um, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.